It's time to experience Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Hey, kid, you want a toy? What do the man know about toys? Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. With Kung Fu Grip, the hands that grip. I have three of each, one to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. You're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy! Action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up! Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. (laughs) We do this for our own enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've said it before. We hold regular day jobs. Uh, Both of us have been, you know, focused on some things going on in our careers and whatnot. So, you know, this has had to take a little bit of a backseat. So uh, no promises on how often (laughs) or for other shows, but... (laughs) You know, when we can, we like to get on and and talk about our uh, our hobby or obsession, if you will. Yeah, and, and when when a good topic comes along, we were both like, "Ooh, yeah, that's a great topic. Let's do a show," and it just spurs us to want to do something. Yeah, it kind of leads to you know, I kind of had this thought. We talked about like a state of the like doing a, a state of the union, you know, for collecting, but this falls right into that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we say this every time how collecting changes for us, right? And we feel like that's true. Like you just said, the state of collecting changes for each person. Yes. I feel like consistently over a year where it used to be like once every couple of years, it's just like technology has changed our world. So does our collecting interest change from month to month? Definitely. I think that you know, uh, th- there's just been a lot happening and, you know, you've got things cost more. You're having to make, you know, more choices as far as how far your collecting dollar goes. Everyone's in on the crowdfunding thing these yes. days. So you, you really, you know, you have to be uh, very, uh, selective. I, I don't, yeah, selective. There you go. And, and you only have so much disposable income to go around and everyone's disposable income has shrank over the last two years so (laughs) you know if you want to do other things uh you got to make those choices so um and i think you and i have made some of those choices uh so um you know for me i I, i'm kind of like star wars is kind of kind of done for me i mean i pick up something here or there it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird 25 plus years of Star Wars collecting and just to kind of be for the most part done. I mean, I'm still picking up some, you know, one thing here or there, like I, you know, um, and I keep an eye on what's coming out, but I'm very, very selective because I have so much and some of the stuff that's being put out just isn't what I'm looking for uh, at this time. So yeah, it's, that's weird for both of us. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, But also (laughs) what doesn't help is, Guess what time of year it is? It's SDCC. <laughs> yeah, and and Walmart Collector Con, which yeah, as usual, right. you know, as usual, proved to be uh, how do we put it? Anticlimactic. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there were a couple things here that were like, "Ooh, yeah, that's cool," or but it, I mean, it wasn't anything to like 
jaw dropping, like have to beat the bots right when it hits, you know, yeah, kind of feeling. <laughs> everything seemed to stay in stock for quite a while. Now, you know, I don't know if that means they'll just end up canceling three quarters of people's orders or what, but <laughs> you know, like when I looked, I didn't look today, but yesterday on day two, everything from day one was still in stock, which I don't think I've ever seen before. So I think people are kind of, you know, they're done riding the the Walmart train. Um, I know for me, the GI Joe exclusives, I went over to Hasbro pulse and, you know, you have to determine if the pulse premium membership is worth it for you. As far as if you're going to get your money out of it, I get my money out of it. I'd rather go to pulse, order them there and be done. So I don't have to order them from Walmart. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) and you know, I, I didn't do the premium with Hasbro pulse, but the Indiana Jones, as we dig deeper into our topic later on, has kind of made me think about that a little more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you definitely have to weigh it. So, you know, for Star Wars, Indiana Jones and Marvel, it doesn't seem like you get some of those benefits that you get with some of the other stuff like G.I. Joe and and True. and Power Rangers, or at least used to get with Power Rangers. Again, we'll get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, outside of the free shipping. Um, right. But for if you're a Joe fan, man, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. If you're if you're oh, at least totally. ordering things from Pulse a couple times a year, you know, I, just for me, the free shipping alone is is worth it. Like it pays for itself there. And then the access to partner exclusives, convention exclusives. And then I also got, you know, when they were doing those super duper sales, you know, they offer a higher percentage. I got my Zap Dragonzord, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, I got that thing for 35% off. Wow. Yep. That's so, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, keeping an eye on San Diego news. Um, you know, tomorrow's, I think, is when we start having the, the big panels for for all the big properties. I saw some Marvel Legends teases literally like minutes ago before we, we jumped on. Um, for the X, because I'm really interested and scary, a little scared about the X Men '97 series, because <laughs> I was such a '90s uh, X Men series fan. So um, I'm kind of um, leery because I'm like, don't pull me in, don't pull me in. Yeah, I saw that they were doing those. Yeah, they showed some stuff at the fan breakfast this morning. Um, so that's what those photos were from. Okay. Yeah, they were the the fan breakfast. Yeah, for me, my I was most curious about the Mattel booth. And l- remember last year they had the big Masters of the Universe display with oh, Eternia yeah. in there. Eternia, this, yeah. This year it's like it pales in comparison. It's a couple of display cases. So I was wondering because I, I kind of feel like the line, I don't want to say it's winding down, but I definitely think the line is not going to be, you're not going to be getting as much as we've kind of gotten this last year and a half, two years. Um, And that's, you know, what they showed is, is kind of showing that there's still a healthy amount. The line is still doing fine. Um, And I'm sure that they have more reveals to put out during the weekend. So we'll see. Because it's time for Barbie. It's her time (laughs) again. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what's funny is you hear about the Barbie movie, but then uh, the news just broke the other day about Netflix. They killed the live action Motu series that was supposed to happen. Oh, really? Thir- yeah, 30 million has already been spent on it and they just axed it. So I don't know. Wow. I, 
I don't know how I feel. I, you know, I don't think mode two works well it's as like a live the whole action girl, like film as well. Like they literally finished that entire film, but, but they were willing to rather take tax write off money than actually release it. I mean, you had a film with Michael Keaton as Batman in it and you're not going to release it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. They probably, well, <laughs> they probably wish they didn't release the flash. I mean, <laughs> and I haven't seen the movie, I so have. I can't, I can't make a judgment call on it, but what it's I can't. It's not a bad film. I know that's okay. really, I'm really selling it slow to begin with, but um, the biggest issue I think with that film, and I saw a cut of it on May 31st at one of those fan screening events they did. They did multiple ones. Um, between the months of, of between the beginning of May all the way up until about a week before the release of the film and the version that everyone got to see we thought was like maybe not an entirely finished version but it really kind of was the only difference was they changed some of the ending scenes which didn't have much effect in the sense of the overall story and the visuals that we saw in the film and I thought that some of the shots were like, oh, the, the, they'll fix this. This this FX looks off. Like, it, th- this doesn't look great. And then later on, I find out, nope, that was the finished product of the FX work and the CGI work. And that's the way they wanted it to look. And I was like, really? Because it's turning most people off. And that that was a surprise for me. And I was like, wow. Like, it just didn't feel like it was a finished film. It just felt like they were constantly tinkering with it. I mean, that's what happens when you change leadership multiple times and you started making the film, what, back in 2017 or 2018 is when they started making that film. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, they've been, it's the first film they started working on after they finished the Josh Whedon version of Justice League. So they've been working on it a long time. Yeah, well, I think, you know, in general, I think if you look over you know, at least for major franchises and you look at box office returns, it hasn't been a good year at the box oh, office for, for major it's not franchises. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at the MCU, you know, you look at the avatar movie, we'll talk about Indiana Jones, look you know, Mission like impossible. Yeah. Impossible is a franchise that never fails to bring in big money and it's not bringing in anywhere near the previous films have that just shows you that it's not just the film. It's the market right now. It's just the way that films are being uh, digested by people. Like they, they, they need a very, very good reason to go out to a theater. Yeah, exactly. I think people got used to being able to watch movies during COVID in their own home. Hence the strike. And yeah, and we got spoiled. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's why they're wanting more of the cut on the streaming because that's where most of their stuff is being shown. Yep. And you know, I think that the, the movie going audience has, you know, that contracted that audience, which, which has been contracting for years, contracted it even further. And then, you know, you really have to have something to get people out. I mean, I, I think I heard the other day that Guardians, which which I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it of, really of good. what's. Yeah. And that's what I've heard from from all the phase four MCU, that that's probably the best one. Oh, um, hands down. <laughs> and that barely broke even you know like yeah. i think with international market it might come out a little bit on top but it it's i'm like wow it's just a different i will just say a different audience did break even yes i did see that so and i liked the film i thought it was really good yeah again i haven't seen it we we, ah. we 
we are we are those people that are have started waiting for movies and right. you know we've kind of gotten behind and stuff and but we just find we just enjoy watching movies at home rather than going to the theater and stuff sure. so but, well, and that does tie in SDCC because this is the first time in 43 years we have an actor strike, a SAG after strike on top of a writer strike. Yep. Um, like it's been a long time since we've seen it like this, where you're not seeing any representation at SDCC because we've come, we've become accustomed to seeing those massive Hall H presentations with actors holding their action figures in their hand or their hot toys or whatever and and talking about the merchandising tied to the films and this is the first time we're not seeing that i mean a good example is exo6 who does all the has a star trek license and does six scale museum um quality star trek figures um they had a whole plan out with all the actors from the tv series and the films to be holding their figures and and they were going to do a whole panel on it and they had to cancel it they had this thing planned for months There's a lot of that going on. So Mm -hmm. with, with panels having to be canceled or reworked and them scrambling for, for coverage. Now I will be interested to hear if that, if, if the attendance overall is down or if people still attended and it just means that the convention floor itself is packed. Cause I know a couple of people that went last year, they actually enjoyed the floor being a lot more um, open than in the past. Usually, usually that floor is so packed, you have to go with the flow and kind of go up and around to get where you need to go rather than going direct. And last year they said you could actually walk around and, you know, uh, move around without having to, to go in the, the other direction to go where you actually wanted to go. Yeah. So we'll see if, if, you know, that has an impact on, on uh, attendance. Absolutely. And, and and thinking about all the different things that are getting announced and thinking about what we have received most recently, Chris, what have you gotten uh, recently? Well, I, last night I, I went to Walmart to pick up something and um, I, you know, I just go first time I'm hearing like, this one, y'all. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is fresh. Um, I, I scope out the toy aisle like I usually do. But then with the announcement that we're going to talk about with regards to Lightning Collection, I see some basic Dino Fury figures. Now, these are the mainline figures. They're less articulation. They're cheaper. Right. Uh, you know, they don't have as, you know, the 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 paint details and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm thinking to myself, they have the Gold Ranger. So, that, you know, and then they had Void Knight. So I went ahead and got him, but they didn't have the black or pink. But I'm like, let me go ahead and grab that since the three on my shelf apparently are not going to have any company anytime soon. Right. So I grabbed that because I'm, I'm it's, you know, I've worked so hard, as as you know, Brian, to uh, for the, the teams. Well, yeah, but for the listeners out there also, like I've been redoing the collection room um, and, and I know it sounds like I've been doing it for a while, but this has been like the big redo and so the back wall of my collection room is finally all done the way i want it uh i've started on the left side of the room now and got that pretty much where i want it outside of populating with some figures some of the dioramas so i'm you know i'm gonna start on the right side this weekend so i'm like i'm almost there to like my grand master plan of how i want my room to look and i dedicated a whole shelf to dino fury and 
I'm like, oh, they'll never be a complete team. <laughs> so this was good, good enough. And then I immediately came home and started looking on eBay for the pink and black Ranger. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. But um, I've also gotten, you know, the latest wave of classified torpedo, shipwreck, copperhead, scrap iron. I had gotten rock and roll a while ago when he was in stock at BBTS. So I've had him for a while. Um, I got my Dinobot Snarl from Pulse, the fourth Dinobot, only one more to go. And um, that'll end my Dinobots. And, you know, I'm pretty much done with the Transformers. I think today they announced Ratchet from the 86 line, which I might need to pick up. But it's what I love about that line is it's a slow burn. And I'm not, I don't pre-order those except for Dinobots because the Dinobots are popular. Those are the only ones I have allowed myself um i got the black series doc ondor how about that something star wars hey and let me just say this i'm gonna go on a looking figure by the way it it is a good looking figure it's it's not a cheap figure but it is a good looking figure and i'm just gonna say hasbro let's let's have a moment here okay i do not want to hear any more excuses why you cannot give us hammerhead from the cantina you can reuse this guy three different ways There it is. And Hammerhead from the Cantina. Get on it. Okay. I'm going to step down off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I have some, I got some Ollie's finds. Usually I don't have the best of luck at Ollie's, but I, I started checking out Ollie's because people were finding that Fortnite boat for cheap. Um, And and it's, it's six inch scale. So it scales perfectly with your Joe's and, you know, people have been posting, you know, they've repainted them. Some people haven't repainted them. They look great. So I was kind of on the lookout for that. Well, I did find, I did find that for 15 bucks. It looks great with my Joes. I'm debating if I want to do some customizing on it or not. Um, but that wouldn't be for a while. Uh, but I also found uh, the archive series, Leia Bausch and the old oh, nice. man Han. Yeah. Old man Han with the gray hair from force awakens with the face print deco. So I picked those two up and promptly pulled the old ones out to sell. (laughs) You know, what amazes me is we have never gotten an accessory hand with a wagging finger for Harrison. Yeah. Right. How has that never happened? Because now I'm thinking about it. I, I know he does it in, in Indiana Jones and he and does it in, in Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh good point. All right, customizers. That's a great idea for a pack, right? Do a bunch yep. of different Wahan stuff or indie stuff, you know? Throw in a finger wagging hand. There you go. Yeah. And then Brian, we talked about it, but I yeah. figured I'd mention it here. You know, the I've been eyeing that Playmates Enterprise for for Good a long move. time, but I thought forty was a bit much. So I, oh heck yeah, I figured eventually it was going to go. And my Walmart had one left Damn. at twenty bucks, and I grabbed it. Uh, but you know what's funny is is I, I hit quite a few WalMarts this last weekend, and I did not see any. I anywhere. did too. I looked everywhere. Yeah, you're right. That was a that was a diamond in the rough that you found. Yeah. So I was, I, I grabbed that. The, I will say the stand for that is a little bit, uh, it, the, the stand needs to be a little beefier. It kind of wobbles. Once you get it up and in place, it looks cool. It, you know, it looks good, but the stand is kind of wobbly. But the last thing I'll mention is the Zap Dragon Zord, which I kind of talked about earlier. 
I got it to go with the Zap Megazord. I didn't pay full price for either one. Um, and basically, I wanted those two so I could have Dragon Zord in fighting mode, um, nice. which combines the two. So, yeah, that's kind of a long list, but it's been a while. I mean, that list could have been longer, but Brian, I have the same I, problem. You know, I, I know you had. <laughs> no pun intended, an adventure of your own this weekend. Oh my gosh. I ha- you know, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in uh, with <laughs> stuff. And like I- I've totally committed myself. This is just like 2008 all over again. We'll go deeper into it later when we dig into the history of, of Indiana Jones and Power Rangers figures. But uh the adventure series, I'm like, I know it's gonna be limited. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. But like, I was like, I'm going to get all in. So I bought the whole first wave that builds the Ark of the Covenant. I just got in from eBay the the two pieces that came with Indy for the Ark of the Covenant because the same Indy figure was released, but with two extra hands and a, the pieces of the Ark in the original release. The only difference between that release and the Shop Disney exclusive that comes with the pedestal from the Temple and the Golden Idol is is the the two extra hands and the 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 actual top of the arc that's it so i'm like why am i going to buy indie twice i'm just going to go on the ebay for seven bucks and get the two little tops to the arc of the covenant that came with the original indie so now i don't have to hunt down a first indie figure so yeah i you know real quick well i guess we'll get to it i'll, I'll hold my thought till then about the the uh original raiders indie figure for that line but yeah i mean it's good to hear you got the uh you got the pieces to build the arc there yep so i got the only pieces i needed from that figure because i basically have the figure um the same exact figure from the other uh set that i got from disney um and that was the other piece i got also i got spider verse spider punk such a cool figure because i already had from the first film marvel legends i have the miles and spider gwen and uh peter b parker from the first film and uh, Peter B. Pork, uh, Porker, <laughs> um, Spider-Ham. <laughs> um, but uh, so I added Spider-Punk. The Spider-Man 299 was a cool figure, but I didn't like the fact that it didn't include an unmasked head. It's the only figure that does not include an unmasked head out of the whole line. So I don't understand why that choice was made. Um, maybe it's a likeness issue or something with, with uh, Oscar Isaacs. I don't know. Uh, but he's the only one that they didn't utilize a uh, unmasked head. You know, that's weird that it would be a, a likeness issue with Oscar Isaac, considering how animated. many. Yeah. Consider well, and considering how many action figures right? bear his likeness already. That's why I was just it was an odd choice because every single other release of those characters has included a unmasked head, either being the only head or a secondary head. Like it's the only one. It's one of um, those classic Hasbro head scratcher moves. Exactly. Um, and then also I'm like all into the TMNT Mutant Mayhem. I am so pumped about that film. I have the the van, I have the pizza van. Um <laughs> I have the, well, I'll talk in a moment what I have on pre-order, but I have like the whole first, and thanks to my wife for picking up figures that I couldn't find out here that she found in New Orleans. She was able to pick up the the turtle tots, like the the baby turtle sets, and and Splinter, which Splinter is really hard to find for anyone who's collecting the Playmates uh, Mutant Mayhem figures. Splinter's only coming like one per case, and it's re it's making it difficult in bigger markets to find him 
Uh, hopefully they'll rectify that with future uh, wave releases, but um, he's been the most difficult figure to get out of the original release um, first wave releases, but I got all four turtles. Um, I bought big, uh, big style raft uh, just because I always have a big raft. I had a big raft when I was a kid. I still have that. And I also have the one that they just redid in the retro line last year. And now I have the new version based on mutant mayhem. Um, but then also, um, I believe Leatherhead and Bebop and Rocksteady that I got, um, and and Superfly. Those are the uh, that's all the first wave of figures. Um, I didn't get April because April was only in a box set, and I won her on a single card. So I'm gonna wait for them to release her single card because right now you can only get her in a box set with the other turtles and like a special um, ooze colored. Uh, uh, Bebop. So I'm like, eh, I'll wait. I'll wait. Because I just need the one figure out of that set. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. And and to talk six scale for a moment, because uh, I've been getting myself all into four inch and other things, um, is I got the Sideshow Clone Wars Yoda on a great deal from overseas. Even though it's waitlisted at Sideshow, when Pop Culture, in, which is a uh, shop in Australia, um, uh, a pop culture shop in Australia was having their end of the year sale. I got 20% off and it was only $12 shipping from Australia. Y'all $12 cheaper shipping than from sideshow. Um, I got it for like one thirty. the clone wars, uh, sideshow Yoda. So I bought it for cheaper from another retailer than the actual people that made it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, Chris saw this. Hot Toys DeLorean is finally home. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a nice piece. <laughs> the detail that they put in there is fantastic. It was it was a treat to get to see that. It, it, it's fun. I, 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 I'm being so delicate. I'm like waiting to because I have to put I have some uh, third party decals to put on some of Marty stuff and all. And I also have the decals, I think for the wheels to add the Goodyear uh, piece to the wheels. Um, but I'm, I'm waiting for my much more steady, smaller handed wife, who is much more artistic and, and creative than I am to help me with that venture. <laughs> There's one, you know, I, I, I have quite a few GI Joe vehicles that I have not yet put stickers on because I get, so meticulous with it yes. and then i you know like i try and be so careful and get them right but you know you get that one that doesn't want to cooperate or goes on just slightly sideways or whatever and i it frustrates me <laughs> same but these are like to give you an extent like these are like those water slide ones oh yeah so it's even a those higher level of difficulty yep. yeah yeah oh yeah so, Chris, what are you looking forward to getting? Uh, I think the biggest thing. Well, actually, I'll do the other ones and I'll come back to that. So, so uh, I'm looking forward to getting Classified Snow Job. He's a Pulse exclusive for Classified. I can't get over that name. I love that name. <laughs> um, he, you know, finally get a, a snow a snow trooper you know uh for gi joe cool. um cobra eels um those are coming oh i saw those yeah yeah i 
you know, I'm going to I'm going to rant again for a sec here, but I don't understand why they made those exclusive. It's a troop builder and they made them Amazon exclusives yeah. with limited quantities on pulse and they sold out immediately and Amazon didn't put any kind of limit on them. So people, you know, I mm. saw and and I don't blame people if they want to army build, right? That's that's your thing. But people were buying 10 of them whatever and it it makes it hard for, you know, when you do it as an exclusive, but hopefully they'll do something later on, but uh, to get those back out. But um, from my buddy Carlos, he's holding a vintage GI Joe vamp and the tactical battle platform for me. So I'm looking forward oh, cool. to getting those. I had, a, I had, I didn't have a vamp as a kid, but I had the battle platform and that thing gave me hours and hours and hours <laughs> of entertainment. And now I actually have a three and three quarter inch Joe display um, that, that I have up. So I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to work it in because I filled it up faster than I thought I was going to, but (laughs) (laughs) um, coming, you know, with Power Rangers, uh, I'm looking forward to getting the last four remastered lightning collection. Um, I remember earlier in an earlier episode of the show, I had said, Hey, I don't need to upgrade mine. You know, I, pinless pins don't bother me. You know, some people are like, oh my god, why are they still using oh, the whole, pins the whole when they have discussion over that? Yeah, yeah. Why are they still using you know pins when they have pinless figures? And it that doesn't bother me. And I didn't feel the need to upgrade. But when we were in Europe uh, for celebration, uh, I saw we went into into Forbidden Planet in London, and they had one Ooh. there. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, they had the Blue Ranger, and they actually they had the yellow too, but I'm like, I'm going to buy one and see if this is worth the upgrade. And mostly it was because they come with some pretty cool accessories. And I have to say it was because they come with the Morpher and Morphin hands, and they come with these cool effects pieces to make them look like they're Morphin. So I have the two that we have already set up on my shelf with my the Zords from that se- you know season. So um, I'm looking forward to getting those. And then the thing that's supposed to be coming next month that I think I'm looking forward to the most is Snake Mountain for Motu Origins. Where is that going to go? I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, I don't know where I'm putting a dragonfly. <laughs> well, I have the same problem. I'm like, I got the, you know, as I like, I, I did the DeLorean Kickstarter because I know I needed another DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny because I'm like, I, you know, his tank, uh, dragonfly, you know. But it's funny because it's we talk about how our collecting has changed. I don't feel like I'm getting as much. I'm trying to focus more on quantity rather or, or quality rather than quantity, exactly. um, and, and and appreciating what I have. I have quite a bit that I need to move on to somebody else who's going to appreciate it because I've upgraded Same. stuff and whatever. But yeah, I have no idea where I'm putting Snake Mountain yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian. Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to? Well, I just got an email alert right before we started <laughs> um, <laughs> that my Marty McFly will be shipping soon uh, from Back to Future Part 3, Hot Toy uh, Marty. Um, also, uh, the Dial of Destiny indie figures, the second wave with the, finally some Temple of Doom stuff. Uh, um, the Mutant Mayhem uh, Turtle Lair. I'm excited about that. Um, because I don't own any turtle layers, isn't that surprising? Um, I don't own any, and so I'm <laughs> really, like, this you don't is own gonna any? be my one. This is gonna be the one I get. Okay. So, so and then uh, um, 
I know that they're going to be shipping out uh, probably in, probably in September. Um, but the Universal Monsters, uh, this is one that my wife and I have both been excited about to kind of complete out our Universal uh, creature, Universal Monsters set from NECA. Is we're getting the the in color version of Black uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, so it's nice like green color to him, and then we're getting the black and white uh, version of Bride of Frankenstein to go with our Frankenstein. Um, a lot of the Lash Ronin stuff, um, I put in some pre orders uh, this week for Raph and uh, and uh, oh my gosh, I can't even think of her name. Um, starts with a K, but it's uh, Shredder's daughter. Uh, Karai, there it is. I was gonna um, say I, I don't have any ideas. So. <laughs> it, it'll come to me. And then also they're getting some really cool uh like references to comic covers and some deeper stuff in Mirage from when I was a kid, um, like back in the 80s, mid-80s. Um, but there's the wanderer um Michelangelo that they're making um from that micro series uh comic is gonna be cool. Um, I have that on pre-order. That's your best buy only. And I have that on pre-order. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff more. It, it it had been a long lull for me, as you all know, if you've listened to the show, but like stuff is like coming out now that I'm really excited about. Um, finally stuff that's hitting my interests again, where I am now with my collecting. Some of the stuff is like hitting that mark for me. Um, you know, I'm curious. I'm excited about the, the Tomy um if any of you all have gone in haven't backed it yet you still have time to do so go and back the tommy uh delorean from back to the future check it out it's on kickstarter it is phenomenal it's gonna have smoke blowing out lights the, the thing is amazing die cast um, it's entirely die cast it'll fit your seven inch neca figures i mean this is what we've been asking for right um so you can really build out that story um even and a, a little Einstein. And I've heard I heard some people that decided they weren't doing the dragonfly because they were doing that too. So um, you Don't know, vote. that kind of well, if, if you can, you know, <laughs> like I said, man, it seems like crowdfunding is coming from everywhere, and we're gonna get right. we're gonna get an announcement on uh, uh tomorrow. Tomorrow, in fact, at 2 p.m. California oh, time God, about what the HasLab for that is oh, you know, for Star Wars. Is. I know what it's going to be, and it's going to be the first Star Wars HasLab item I actually back, if it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brian, I want to take this opportunity, too, as you were going through this list. It you know, kind of brought me back to uh, you know a couple of weekends ago. You and I got to hang out and actually do an old-fashioned toy run, and we actually oh, found, we found, we actually found stuff, people. It was yeah. kind of amazing, but um, you know, and it was we got to do an old fashioned toy run, and I got to kind of see, you know, what you're looking for, and you got to see what I'm looking for. I mean, we talk and text and stuff, but it was cool to get to go out and and actually do that oh, together yeah. and and actually find some stuff because I don't think we, I don't think either of us expected to find anything. You got to do Femboy Expo in, in September with me. You got to come one of the days. Yeah, I want to go one day. It's September first through third. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of Eastman. Eastman's going to be there. So oh, okay. it's the first time Eastman's ever been to freaking Florida. So I'm excited. Kevin Eastman. So really? Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> there's going to be wow. a lot of people excited about, about meeting him. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but the good thing is I can buy like, you know, the autographs ahead of time and all. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Cause I have one thing in particular 
is my first issue third printing of TMNT back from 84 um, that I want to get signed and then send off for CGC and uh, be the pride, pride of my TMNT collection. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look at who else is who else is going to be there. Yeah, they're, um, they're good. It's a good organization. They put on a really good show. Um, I've been to their shows about three of them now, three or four of them. Uh, they John Reese Davies will be there. Nice. I know a couple. Was it last year? I think maybe it was last year. Deep Roy was going to be there. And for those who don't know, yeah, uh, I, I need him to complete my Yoda. Uh, you know, my kind of my Yoda autograph collection. I have a Frank Oz autograph. I have, Still can't uh, uh, you have that. Yeah. You know, I have Tom Kane's autograph, but Deep Roy was actually, you know, um the other guy who didn't who did uh some of the um work in the in the suit and stuff for for Empire and and I think he did some in Return of the Jedi. He even played some other characters, but those are kind of the the three and I have two of the three. So, I don't know if he's coming this year or not, but uh we'll see. How does that show? Does that show have like toy booths and stuff too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. Um, it's a full show. It's a full show. Um, I would say, you know, it's obviously not to the scale of like. I would say it's more kind of to the scale of like a spooky empire. Okay, if that yeah. helps. I'm learning that some of these local or you know regional shows that they kind of it's travel a three around. Three day show, so it, it's, yeah, yeah. You you find some good stuff there. I mean, Sarah and I've talked about uh, there's Super RetroCon, I think in South Carolina, Greenville, South I Carolina. We've talked about doing that one. Um, and I, you know, I'm kind of I wish I could go to PowerCon this year. It seems like everybody's going to PowerCon in in um, Ohio, so. But we'll see, uh, you know, but getting on to uh, our main topic here. And if, if you've noticed, we've been teasing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been teasing. I'm quite proud of our little, uh, you know, uh, of our of our title for this one. Indiana Jones. That was and the all Morphin you. Grid. That was all you. It was a great title. You know, well, it's, you know, Indiana Jones and whatever the relic happens to be. So, <laughs> you know, the relic is the Morphin Grid here and and relic it may be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so so what what bring us up to speed on why we're digging into the history and the possibility of future or non-future of this line lightning collection yeah so um i'm not sure how many of our listeners might be familiar with josh who runs lightning storm um oh, oh it's a it's a youtube channel that he runs and it's done as part of his toku topics channel um and it talks about you know what's coming out for lightning storm leaks and all that kind of stuff and and he's been one of the most reliable if not the most reliable source for leaks and what's coming and decoding figures and keeping everyone up to date on the line for the last three years and he came out with his show and he basically said that uh, his sources and and he said it wasn't just one or two or three or four. I mean, it was multiple, multiple, multiple sources had told him that they were hearing that uh, Power Rangers, and this includes the Lightning Collection, was going to go on hiatus for most of, if not all of 2024. Uh, he then went on to give his own opinion, and I will restate that this was his own opinion. He felt that 
this was probably the end of the line. Again, nothing to confirm there. Um, that was just his opinion. And he said, you know, he did say he hoped he was wrong. Um, so uh, I actually confirmed with a source of my own that I know. Uh, and they had said that they had been hearing the same thing. Now, I don't have multiple sources. I have one source that I was able to confirm. Um, and I know that my source know, also knows Josh. But he had heard the same thing. Um, and then... Um, you know, the, the social media started to blow up last Saturday afternoon. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real honest. And you can ask my wife. This took the wind out of my sails on Saturday when I heard that, oh, the Lightning Collection is going on hiatus and, and possibly even going away. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little bit different because I'm, I, I've, I've talked about how at the end of this year, I'll have 95% of what I want out of the Motu Origins line. And I'm not sad that that's kind of winding down because I have what I want out of the line, right? And I think that's to the bigger point we're talking about here when we're investing in a line or property that the company doesn't see through. And for me, I'm like, here we are. And I'm going to break, you know, we'll break it down a little bit later. I'm going to give you numbers and statistics of how many teams they've completed and what they've done and that kind of stuff. But there's quite a lot to be done uh, still. Um, And so, you know, my, my personal opinion is, is that, uh, you know, the line could be in jeopardy, but I will, uh, you know, and, and Brian, I, I kind of t- sent you a message right before we came on air that there was some breaking news in California yeah. that there was actually a statement that was issued by Emily from the Power Rangers brand team um, talking, you know, that was issued and read to, it was reported by MCU collector 24 on Twitter. And I'm trying to find my Twitter. Uh, okay. So this is what was said power ranger lightning collection is on pause production for the show in new zealand has been discontinued hasbro will continue to produce power rangers product for fans and kids including lightning collection and then in his words the the poster's words he said hope this helps um so what we know and and we'll get into specifics a little bit later so what we know right now is is it seems like once Cosmic Fury comes on, which is supposed to be this fall, and we get the end of Cosmic Fury, we're going to be in a little bit of a dry spell. Um, and, you know, Hasbro has 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 gone both ways here, so we don't know which way they're going to go. They've, they've quietly let lines kind of go and fade away, and then they've, in some cases, either after that line has disappeared or before announced it. In some cases, they never announce it, and in some cases, they do come out and say, you know, like with TVC, TVC is on a rest and then it comes out later. I think TVC's actually had two rests and it mm-hmm. comes back out later. Um, so, for instance, you know, Marvel Universe is one where I think that they preempted it with an announcement that um, Marvel Universe was its own thing. We could I think everyone saw the end of that line coming. The articulation yeah. started going away and then the price point went up. And then they changed it to Marvel Legends and it was competing directly alongside Marvel Legends when Marvel Legends, you know, the six inch Marvel Legends when it relaunched. And then they finally made the announcement Marvel Universe is going away. But now, while we don't have Marvel Universe, you have the Marvel Retro. So um, 
it's hard to say if they're going to do away with lightning collection, then start a whole new line. Like in that case, you know, or in the case of modern O-ring GI Joe, they just announced that that is on, what did they say that uh, they just said it in the last, um, the last fan first event for Yojo June. I can't remember if they said it's on pause or it's resting or on hiatus. I, I don't remember the wording, but basically that line is, is is not going anywhere right now and so that's where we're at with mmpr um or at least the the lightning collection and brian i'll kind of let you talk about about the other one that's been hinted about yeah there's been basically what's been hinted about is that um there were only going to be for a while 25 figures being made for the adventure collection and that was the initial thought from hasbro and unless it surprisingly did really well. That was going to be it. That's all we were going to get. Um, and we just pretty much hit number 25 with the pipelines and everything that has been announced and shown. So everybody's wondering, is it going to go any further? Is is there going to be anything more? Is this going to be history repeating itself from 2008 where um, as far as you know, we find out about unproduced figures or we get a special wave that hits up at SDCC one year. Um, and then there, there's still a lot of figures that have not been made. Um, whether it's back from 2008 characters that weren't made then or were made very limited uh, available and haven't been made in the 12 scale. So um, it's, it's a, a wait and see approach. Uh, I mean, they seem to be very happy to make Raiders and Last Crusade figures, but none. And we're getting obviously because the new films coming out, a handful of figures tied to the new films characters and versions of, of older characters. But they don't want to touch uh, Hearts of Temple of Doom, um, and they don't. That for just like Disney did with the prequels for a while, they 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 don't want to touch the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull um, because that left some people with a bad taste in their mouth. I for one see it as just any other indie film. They all have consistencies, in my opinion. Um, but you know that's kind of the broad stroke of it. Yeah, and I think even to the to the. Point Hasbro hinted on the last Fan First Friday Indiana Jones event. Well, not Fan First Friday, but Fan First Indiana Jones event mm -hmm. that, that there wouldn't be any more coming at this time. They didn't really come out and say it outright. Again, that's why you know there was a lot of uproar in the fan community with the more with the with the Lightning Collection because Hasbro has a tendency to not really commit one way or the other, and the word hiatus or pause or rest can mean any number of things and. We've seen where that has been used and lines have come back. We've seen where that's been used and lines don't come back. Or, uh, you know, instead of bringing that line back, they start a whole new line, you know. Um, and, and then to, to the point of both properties here, both Indiana Jones and Power Rangers have nothing new that will be shown at San Diego Comic-Con. Current offerings are on display. There have been plenty of pictures already floating around about the current offerings on display but there's going to be nothing new announced. And the team that's working on Indiana Jones adventure series made sure to even point that out on that fan first event. So before we jump in, I think the question, Brian, I, I want to pose to you is do these two properties need a TV show or movie to support a collector's toy line? 
Ooh. Because I feel like that's getting to the part of the crux of the problem. We're not going to have any Power Rangers stuff going on after Cosmic Fury. Um, and again, we're I know we keep teasing this, but we're going to get there you know, in just a bit with a little bit more detail. And then you have Indiana Jones, which essentially this is probably the last movie we'll see. I mean, I don't know how you go where you go from with indiana jones from well, here i i just don't think you can recast it because to me oh no harrison it's ford be, it's yeah. not going to be indiana jones per se it'll be right. within that universe yes it, but to it be won't be indie centric it, it'll be about adventure it'll be about archaeology but it'll be other characters um you know and if you see anything it's probably going to mostly be you know disney plus content whether that's live action or animation you know, it's you know, it's not going to be anything to the scale of what we've seen with previous Indiana Jones. And I would, know? I would, I would bet with with what you're seeing in, at Disney and all the streaming services too, uh, it would be a while before you see something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think indie has a very niche market, um, and I think they understood that going in. But I think the mistake they made was in, um, I said this kind of in our notes, is, is the scale. I think instead of building upon what they started in 2008 and maybe refined in like the TVC has for Star Wars, done the same thing for Indy. Um, because... What makes indie great is not just the characters, but the environments they're in and what they're doing and what they're interacting with. World building. It's world. Yeah, exactly. World building isn't a a build and arc by after buying six $25 figures, you know, because you're trying to make your money back. Um, You know, it's, it's, having quarter scale figures so that your environments can be play sets that are not expensive to produce kind of like in the same vein as Motu, right. You know, more modular kind of stuff and GI Joe, you know, and and they know how to do this, but I I think what made Indy cool. And what I loved about the 2008 series was the different environments, the deluxe sets with vehicles and, and interactive elements um, I think that's where they really missed the boat. I, I think they tried to replicate things that worked for Marvel and things that worked for Star Wars in the 12 scale model that didn't really work for Indy. Yeah, I mean, you're in good company there because I've heard a lot of people tout that 2008 line is kind of like the indie line where it's we're really missed opportunity really they they i mean and there's problems with s- some of the stuff in that line but really for the most part they went into that line and they tried to make it the best line they could they and, had the and, right idea they just yeah. didn't see it through and didn't take yeah feedback in and make changes the the overall concept behind that line was on was on par it was good it had a great concept it just wasn't followed through and and because that plus a very long hiatus for any content with indie 
you know, it, it made it difficult for it to continue on. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. You need, you need content in order to continue the interest of people in something. Yeah. I think that even star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that you need, you know, I think that you'll have, you'll always have uh, a collector, a hardcore fan base that will support a collector's line without needing to have um media property and specifically when i talk about media property i'm talking tv show or movie i don't think books and comics is enough to get people right to really get people there um but you know you, you talk about the scale and 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 i know that the the 12th scale is the scale of the moment it's the hot scale it's yeah. the scale that everybody's into and it works for a lot of lines it works for legends because you don't have you don't necessarily need those other pieces to world build. You know, you've got a couple of Haslabs that have given you some great things to world build with. Um, and Power Rangers, you don't need, uh, you know, anything else because at most vehicle wise, they might come with some bikes and then they have Zords, but you're never going to make the Zords to scale with the Rangers. That would be, you know, they would be huge and that would be unaffordable. So it works there, but we're even seeing with GI Joe where they're having to put vehicles into the line, you know, to kind of help the line grow. Because I mean, for me, Star Wars and Joe are are which you which you said earlier, it's not just about the characters, it's about the environments, it's about the vehicles, it's about interacting with all those things and building a bigger world to play in. And you can't do that for the most part um at that scale. And if you do, like with indie, they're not giving you any. I mean, they're just not giving you anything. You know, G, like I said, GI Joe. We've had a couple has labs. They've done some vehicles that have been smaller vehicles at retail, but you're not getting that. I mean, you didn't even get a motorcycle. How hard would it have been to, for them to do a motorcycle at that scale? Not hard. They got motorcycles laying around for Marvel Legends, GI Joe, Power Rangers. You could have whipped up a motorcycle. Hmm. So I mean, I get what you're saying there, but what I what I'm going to say for Power Rangers is do do I think it needs a show to support a kid's line? Absolutely. A kid's line is not going to survive in Power Rangers or what people refer to in Power Rangers as the main line. The collector line, I think that's debatable. I think that a collector line could still be supported because you've got 30 years of content to, to, to draw back on. And that's going to get into the other point uh, that, that, you know, I'll kind of just make it now. And that is that, you know, with these properties, uh, Indy was a Lucasfilm property is now a Disney, Disney property. Well, actually it was Lucasfilm. And then I know Paramount had some, uh, you know, um, distributing rights. Is that correct, Brian? They still do have distribution rights. Yeah. Yes. So if you go see Dial of Destiny or look at the movie poster, Paramount's logo is still on it. Okay. Um, so they still do have some connection with it. Yeah. So, so, uh, but you know, it was Lucasfilm. Now it's Disney. I mean, it's still Lucasfilm, but Disney owns Lucasfilm. Right. Um, and then you have, you know, Power Rangers, which has been, you know, bought and sold uh, a few times. And uh, oddly enough, Disney has owned Power Rangers at one point and we'll talk about it. But I think that some of the problem comes in, um, when a new IP is acquired by some of these companies, and we can extrapolate this out beyond these two franchises, is that everyone wants to make their own stamp on it. And that's fine with me, right? I get that. You want to do your own thing. You spent all this money on it. You want to grow it. 
but you forget about what's come before it. And that's my point here is that when you've got 30 years of content to rely on, I think you can still put out a figure line that puts out three or four waves a year of three or four figures a wave and have enough support for it. Um, obviously Hasbro feels differently. So <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's where we're at with it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think both, both franchises have a long history. I mean, obviously yours has more international flair to begin with, um, to us at least, um, yeah. here in the U S Whereas Indie has always been an American-based uh, IP. It's it started off with Kenner, much like Star Wars. You know, no surprise. I mean, in the early '80s, um, we had '82 and '83 is where we saw the original. What we see now is retro line, right? Um, uh, recreations of those first, uh, I believe, what eight figures um, that were done in that first, and then they had one mail away for Belloc. Um, and then, uh, I mean, they had uh, an Arabian horse on a card, a cargo truck, and three play sets and a 12-inch figure of Indy. That was it. So the line has always been small, you know, and that was the first iteration. And then LJN got a hand at it in 1984. No, n- <laughs> no one's been passed around more than Indy when it comes to different companies making Indiana Jones stuff <laughs> and, and, and no one seemed to connect. Well, like it, it's amazing. Just even during like the span of the eighties, they had three different companies making Indiana Jones items before, before we even hit to 88 and 89 before even last crusade. Um, LJN tried to take on doing temple of doom and they had like maybe three or four figures released um star toys you know that real big winner in toys star toys back in 1987 um they were the first ones to do a role play kind of set with the hat and the and the whip and and the and the messenger bag um they uh they also took their stab at some figures that looked really really bad we're talking like five inch poorly made low articulation Figures that just looked like a plain guy, you know, <laughs> with stuff, um, which ties into some of the issues with the current line is they're not giving them much to do, right? The environments yeah. are what make the characters interesting, not the characters themselves and, and how they look, right? Very plain looking outfits and suits and stuff like that. Um, you know, and then uh, Disney actually Disney made their own versions of Indiana Jones figures starting in 2001. Um, when it was still under sole independent Lucasfilm company ownership, uh, they did a couple of figures for the parks that were seven inch scale. Um, I have both of them still on card cause I'm crazy. Um, there was one based kind of broadly with more of a Raiders focus and then one temple of doom focused. Um, and then that was it. Um, and then they also did some PVC sets and some individual three and three quarter sets based off of the stunt show in Disney World. Um, and then also they did some hats and role play items and things like that as well. Um, and then we really didn't see anything spectacular. I mean, um, and also Japan had, uh, is it Tamika or Tamika? Chris, pr- uh, correct my language here. Is it like uh Tacoma Tari? Yeah, or, or, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. It's the Takara Tomi. Yeah, Takara Tomi. There you go. 
yeah. uh, line of cars and vehicles. And they were based off of the ride vehicles on the ride in um, in Japan, in Tokyo. Um, okay, is, yeah. And they did a bunch of different. I have a couple. of. I have one from when my sister went to Japan years ago. Um, but they also did that kind of stuff as well. Um, and, but it, it wasn't until 2008, which we've been talking about mostly where we really got a serious Indiana Jones figure line. Everything else had just been like here and there and, and not well done. And it was the first truly committed line of merchandise and it was all over the place. I mean, we had, I think total in line, I think that actually got released. If we include the lost wave, it was like 32 or 33 carded figures, I believe. And um, on top of that, individual figures, we also had deluxe sets that had many environments that interacted with the characters. There were horses, there were vehicles from multiple films. Um, it was a really um, cool line. I, I, I still think it it's undervalued um, by a lot of people. And it also was a mail-in to throw back to the original indie, a mail-in for the Crystal Skull Throne with the full, fully realized crystal skeleton, um, which was really cool. Really, really cool. I'm glad I have that as well because I remember mailing it in and getting it. It was such a cool thing to get that in the mail and be like, oh, this is so neat, you know, that experience. Yeah. Um, but it, it was the, the the best line. I mean, the Adventure Series is exciting. It's fun. I mean, I love some of the stuff like getting a Kazim figure. That was a hunt. Uh, but, you know, having a Kazim figure and, and, and seeing like some of the figures look amazing. Like Kazim, that face sculpt on that is phenomenal looking. And the figure itself has great articulation for someone who's in a suit, you know, um, once again. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I just I want my Mola wrong. Well, I mean, there, there you're touching on the biggest problem I think we have of all of India is the Temple of Doom just gets no action. You get I mean, I love that movie. You got you got what you got Indiana Jones shirtless and then you got uh, the exclusive of him in the suit from Club Obi-Wan. You get short round. Got that one. <laughs> and and that's it <laughs> you don't even get i mean you don't even get willie i mean there's there's three uh, that movie is right? about the three of them right you don't the, even get willie sky yeah I mean, I mean it's amazing like where's my box set with an elephant oh that would be cool and then How and then cool of course like be? you know i don't know why it is but everyone nobody wants to touch malaram i don't know why I don't know what's so controversial about you about could do him. A, they did german soldiers in the 2008 line yeah I mean, exactly like, and just i just generic german soldier you could do some generic thug soldiers for malaram and yeah and i thought i'd heard and i wish i i wish i had had went back and tried to find it so i could you know for the show but i swear that there was i don't think it was a fan first i think it was like one of those a bunch of uh, uh podcasts or youtubers gets invited to a round table with the the Indiana yeah. Jones team i swear that they that they had told that they had said Malaram was coming he was going to come with a flaming heart and they were trying That's to make what him I thought too i heard were, that too yeah they were going to try and make him come with the the or maybe the 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 little um the metal thing that goes down in the lava that indy was oh. one of them one of them was going to come with that and then um, yeah you know, and he was going to come with that. And then there was going to be a couple of the thuggy guards that go with him. And then they asked, I think somebody asked about it. Uh, um, and they kind of, I, you know, uh, later on, this was after that was kind of announced. And 
it was kind of crickets. Like it just kind of got dropped and never mentioned again. And I, I, you know, I, again, I wish I could find it and maybe this is just me, you know, being wishful, but I think I thought they even showed like a prototype for it. Maybe I'm wrong there. And that's just wishful thinking, but I do know that it was mentioned that it was going to come in this line. And to me, that's a big, you know, that's a big miss to not have Willie Scott. And look, I know, and we're going to talk about it with Power Rangers too. I know people don't buy female figures, right? It's just, you know, it people just don't buy them as much as they buy male figures. I get it. But I think it's a huge miss that we can't get some of these characters from that movie. And look at how long it's taken us to get a, a short round in any form. And that's a great looking figure. I can't wait to have that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the retro line, I think that, you know, I bought that short, one too. Short round didn't come in the, in, in the original line, you know, he um, was planned. There was a prototype yep, done. He, he exactly. Yep. He was one of those, uh, in development things that kind of got left on the, on the floor, but yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, some, some of the things we've talked about the, the, you know, creating creating scenes and needing environments i mean the 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 building relics is cool but there's only so much you can do with the relic and you know i thought that the tote figure with the melting face i thought that was a lot nice touch they've done some cool things but you got too many men in old suits too many old men in suits man (laughs) (laughs) it's so true yeah and they seem afraid to do certain characters like we said the 2008 line they had you know they called them german soldiers or just soldiers and 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 we know what you know what those movies what you know that time frame is in indiana jones and i get not wanting to go there but that just put out some soldiers and here's the point i'm going to make with that right other than temple of doom indiana jones never fights the main villain the relic does it for him think about that for a minute so you're putting out these guys like, uh, you know, Belloc and 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 um, you know, um, I forget uh, um, the the. I'm trying to think of the guy from uh, Last Crusade. Um, you have the the lady and the guy, and I can't remember his name. But the the relic ends up taking care of oh, them. Donovan. Donovan, thank you. You're Indy Indy doesn't have to fight them. Indy smarts. With the relic takes care of that. But who does Indy oh, yeah. fight? Indy fights soldiers. Indy fights thug guards. That's who Indy fights. So why are you not giving those to us? Exactly. You know, we think about, you know, Pat Roach and his many yeah. portrayals, right? Uh, of villains throughout Indiana Jones. And like, we don't have one of them. Yeah. Where's the German but- mechanic? Well, that's crazy that they did it in the retro line, but they didn't do one for the for the uh, adventure series. That seems they didn't like didn't do it for two thousand eight. It got in the lost wave. It just seems like an e- like an easy figure to do. I mean, I realize that it would have to be a a whole new you know mold because he's a bigger dude. But you telling me you can't find a way to reuse that in one of your other lines? Hmm. What about yeah. Elsa? Yep. It's it it. It's, you know, it's a lot of miss, missed opportunities with that line. There really is. I mean, it, that's why, you know, I'm excited about the Mezco announcements from SDCC today. Yeah, I broke down, Chris, and, and pre-ordered the Mezco two <laughs> days ago before it ended because I don't know why something told me I should. And I'm yeah. glad I did because what is Mezco announced today? They're committing to Indiana Jones. Good because there's a they're there's doing a... a tote. They showed them. 
they had him there, the protos, the tote and Indy from Cairo. Yeah. And the other thing is hopefully Mezco doesn't take some of the shortcuts that Hasbro has because they won't all those indie figures that come after that, the, the Raiders figure, all of those figures are somehow based on that first figure. And so like, you know, there are some shortcomings there, you know, uh, and I think two people have pointed out the whip is ridiculously small. Oh, yeah, um, it's really. Yeah, I can tell you it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then not having Indy come with gloved hands. Yeah. You know, What's like, up with that? Well, it's it's like, well, I mean, it's it's like the thing that Hot Toys did that uh, Medicom didn't do or, or others do with the six scale figures is Hot Toys came with the gloved hands, but no one else's did. Yeah. Um, when they came out to six scales too, like it, it's always been a common issue. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just seems like, you know, there were some shortcomings and one of the shortcomings I'm going to point out here too, is that I don't understand. I saw the indie, the original indie figure for adventure series for, from Raiders. I saw it once at a GameStop. Technically I saw it twice, but the second time I saw it, was in somebody's cart at Target. So I they were just coming out and <laughs> I went down the, available. Yeah, I went down the aisle and I flipped through and and I literally remember this cuz Sarah was Sarah's with me and we're flip I flipped through the figures and I'm like, "Of course there's no indie." And I said it like, you know, and there was a guy leaving the aisle as I as I said that that you know, I didn't see what he had in his cart, but he ended up coming back and looking through the indie figures again and I noticed he had like he had the only indie and one other figure, which I don't remember in his cart. And he ended up putting the other figure back and he got the indie, but there was only one indie in that case. And then I saw it at GameStop and I was tempted and they had it for what everyone else was charging. And then I went back a couple of days later. I was just curious. I wasn't going to get it. Cause I'd kind of decided, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole here, even <laughs> though I thought, you know, maybe I'll just get yeah, what Brian did. Yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll just get Indy from Raiders and that'll be it. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to do it because if I do that, I'm going to want Short Round because I love that <laughs> character. And I'm like, oh, and then I could get Tote because it's a cool head. Sc-. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, there I'm, it is. Yep, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I already have in other places. but Oh, my God. But there's a problem when you can't get the main character you know, because you've only got him one per case. I don't understand yeah. why they weren't doing full cases of that figure. Yeah, it was. And why is it only being sold at one retailer? Yes. That's what we're not even talking about here. Yes. What happened, Walmart? What's with that? And it was never talked about on any of the streams from Hasbro is that Hasbro was only selling through themselves naturally and Target. And the only other place you could get them is at the brand warehouse of Disney in the parks, you yeah. know, that was it. And GameStop you know? would get a smattering, but they're, they don't get cases. They but get like the two. reason GameStop is getting, because they're getting the same reason a comic shop would get them because yep. they're ordering them through diamond diamond. diamond. Yep. Exactly. Distribution. So why is it no other big box retailer that that's your big, that, that that's, what's going to kill your line is none of the big box retailers want to support it or invest in it. So the, they're not making enough return on it to invest back in the product. Yeah. Well, I mean, here we go. I mean, it's 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 yet another example of a post-toy post store world. And I, I don't even say Toys R Us anymore. I just say post-toy store because you don't have any 
toy store chains the anymore. Dedicated store that sells toys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and even places like that think geek that did, you know, they're gone now. So um yeah, it's it's baffling to me. Um why Walmart doesn't have it. The only thing I think I, I and we joked about this when we were on our toy run, Brian, was huh. Maybe it's like the Obi-Wan retro collection. It'll show up at Walmart two months after Target clearances everything out. Right? <laughs> like, it, it, I just don't understand why. Why? And why was it Target? Like, I, I just I would love to be a fly on the wall in those conversations and understand how that came to be. Like how and and why if it came to be that way, then why wasn't Target marketing as you can only get Indiana Jones here? Like I I, I don't understand that from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. If they were going to be the only big big uh big ticket marketer uh, retailer, why weren't they marketing it that way? And and why didn't Hasbro work with them to do that? That's what makes no sense to me. Is if Hasbro knew Target was the only retailer that was going to be working with them outside of the normal means of diamond distribution. Then why weren't they working with Target to do more cross promotion? I, I don't get it. it. It makes absolutely no financial or business sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and as you pointed out, you can get some of the, you could get these on, on pulse um, and, and Disney you know, looking, I, I pulling the pulse page up now. You know, of course, Raiders Indie is 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 it just sold, sold out too? Yeah, sold ago. out. I've been watching it. Um, a lot of the other figures are there. Uh, short round is sold out. Indie, uh, temp both of the both of the Temple of Doom Indies are back. sold Amazon, out. You can buy it from Amazon. I, well, I know, forget. but yeah, that's true. But my point, I think the main Indie though the, from Raiders is sold out on Amazon when it I is. looked. It yeah. is, but all the other figures are available. Yeah, some of but the I mean, original, uh, like the original wave, are sold out, but all of the upcoming wave are still readily available on Amazon. Yeah, so they're they're still available, but it, it doesn't, you know, retail retail offers you a whole other avenue that you know that than online only, and you know when you don't have the figures available at retail then you lose out on those people like me that are kind of like, well, maybe I'll pick up that indie. You don't see it. You can't buy it. So I'll get off my soapbox for indie. Why don't we jump into Power Rangers a little bit more? All righty. <laughs> so Power Rangers Lightning Collection. I I'm going to run through a brief toy history uh, or, or, or Power Rangers history and then kind of toy history side by side. And oddly enough, and this is what really stings with this news. This is the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers this year. So wow. way to way to go. You know, they gave us that special on Netflix, which was pretty good. Um, and then you come out and say. The brand is going the, the brand and the lightning collection is going on hiatus. Happy 30th anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's you know, and of course this news breaks too right before August has traditionally been um power month is what they call it. And so this news is breaking right before power month. So anyway, uh when the brand started, Saban Entertainment had it. Uh there's a long history there of how Saban tried to get it over here in the US. So I'm I'm not gonna go into, but 
Saban had it from 93 to 2001. And then here comes our old pal, the mouse. Disney acquires Power Rangers as part of a larger buyout of Fox Family Worldwide. So they get Power Rangers in that deal. And they have it from 2001 to 2010. And they struggled with with Power Rangers and what they wanted to do with the IP. In this case, I don't think they they didn't buy Fox, you know, Fox Family Worldwide for specifically for Power Rangers. They bought it for a slew of different programming and IPs. Um, so I don't think that they bought it and said, oh, well, we want to do this with Power Rangers. But when they were trying to fit it into their mold, they could not figure out how to make it work. Um, and that seems to be uh, Hasbro bought it for different reasons, but it seems to be history repeating itself there. Um, and of course, you know, you do have it is funny because you have those ties with Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so Disney tried to end it in 2008 with Jungle Fury, uh, but they had obligations with Bandai. So 2009, RPM was supposed to be the last season. And if you ever, and I haven't gotten all the way through, but I don't like the Zords in RPM. So it kind of kept me away from RPM. But then I, I started watching it, you know, and the series is good. It's post-apocalyptic. It's dark for a Power Rangers series. Um and, and I think they just said, you know what? We're gonna go all in. Season's ending. Power Rangers is done. Let's just let's just see what goes, uh, and and we're gonna go for it. And then Saban buys it back in 2010, and they have it through 2018. This is known as the each of these has an era. So you have the Saban era, the Disney era, and then the Neo Saban era. Now the Neo Saban era is not known as the best era of Power Rangers. Um, But Saban buys it back and he buys it back from Disney for a fraction of what Disney spent to acquire it. So he (laughs) made out well there. And then you have Hasbro who comes on the scene right now. um, What happened is, 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 is that, uh, it gets announced in 2018 that that the toy license is going to move from Bandai uh, and Hasbro is going to uh, they're going to be the global master toy licensee starting in April of 2019 with a future option to be able to buy the IP. So up to this point, you know, and this is what we call the Hasbro era now, but up to this point, Bandai has done all the toys since 1993. And that goes back to what you said earlier, Brian, is that there's a history with Bandai Japan and the Super Sentai toys. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those toys were just came over here. They weren't even new molds. They used the old molds. They just sometimes painted them different, stickered them different. And up until uh, I think it was Samurai. No, it wasn't Samurai. There's a certain, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now, but there's a certain season up to when they just used the Japanese mold for the toys. It wasn't until later on that Bandai started, America started doing new molds and everything kind of got scaled down a little bit. But up to, uh, I, you know, the mid 2000s somewhere, they were using the Japanese stuff. Um, Bandai's legacy collection was their collector line and it ran from 2016 to 2018. Uh, it was cut short by the subsequent you know announcement of the the uh toy license moving over to hasbro 
And so they didn't have a lot of time with the line, but they only completed three teams in that time. Um, I've talked about my dislike for the, the figure proportions, you know, the superhero chest and right. the six and a half slash seven inch kind of format, the taller. Um, they're still one twelfth scale, but they're they're kind of they're kind of like McFarlane. They're on the larger side of that scale. Um, but they completed MMPR, of course, Zeo and Dino Thunder. But then you know you have this Hasbro uh, getting announced as the as the the license holder um, for the toy, and shortly after that, Saban sells the franchise to Hasbro for five hundred and twenty-two million. So they come to a deal. Um, like I said, they had an option to buy Saban, and, and Hasbro decided they were going to do that. And Saban was kept on as an advisor uh, f- after that. So not only does he sell it, but he makes some money. Uh, doing that. Um, and I'll have you fun fact here. I am Saban. Actually, you ever, you know, the song for he man, he man, yeah. he wrote that. He wrote that song. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of things I didn't know, but he actually, I am Saban wrote that. And he wrote a lot of stuff for, for television for the eighties, uh, uh, um, eighties toy, uh, uh, toy shows or, or shows, cartoons. Um, Let's see here. I think too, and something else important to point out is that they had uh, when Disney, the last Disney series or the last Saban series was technically Wild Force. Um, it was technically Disney. It was kind of like a half and half season with Wild Force, but once Wild Force was over, um, once Disney had kind of gotten full doing their first full season everything production wise got moved to New Zealand, which is where it was until I read the announcement, which is now no longer there either. Um, So anyway, Hasbro announced that they were working uh, on a new power Rangers connected universe, not tied to what came before for Netflix. um, And they announced this pretty early on after purchasing it. Um, and then, of course, that that series has been in production hell for one reason or another. COVID. Now you've got a writers and actor strike. Uh, it seems like you know, like I'd mentioned earlier, like Disney Hasbro is having trouble figuring out what they want to do. I think that they have a master plan. They just don't know how to get there. <laughs> and you know, as I mentioned earlier, with with purchasing IPs to kind of do what you want to do with it. I think that a lot of these companies forget what came before. So they want, you know, they want to broaden the appeal of, of the IP to a general audience and power Rangers have been slipping with kids for a long time. Right. I think it's the fan base that's keeping it alive. It's like, it's like a lot of those properties. I mean, the nostalgia train is running in full effect, but the nostalgia train, that eighties, nineties train. Yeah. Yeah. It can't sustain, you know, the general the general public. And I think when you try and make something for a general audience, you lose you. It's often to the detriment of the existing fan base, which has supported the IP for, you know, for all that time, you know, and we've seen that time and time again with, with multiple properties, star Wars, DC, Marvel, you know, all those things. So, um, but to kind of bring it back to the toys, you know, that's the brief history of, of the, the toy license and and who owns it lightning collection started in april of 2019 and the line started strong now if you remember brian i didn't start collecting this line until 
spring of 2020 when we were in the throes of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so the line was kind of new, but I had always known once Hasbro got it, I was in for probably a white Ranger and a green Ranger, uh, maybe even an MMPR team, but I wasn't planning to go any further than that, but the line started strong, but uh, it, it would take just under two years to complete the first full team, which was of course, MMPR. And this is where you start to kind of run into, you see how long we're taking to complete teams it would be another almost year before we completed in space and Zio, then another year and a half to complete Dino Thunder, Lost Galaxy, and SPD. And SPD took forever. And those three that I just mentioned only just finished on this last wave. Dino Thunder was part of the regular wave. Lost Galaxy and SPD were fan channel exclusive. So those literally, we just finished those like when I got them a month ago. Um. And then you have the Alien Rangers, which was released as a box set. And to much fanfare, uh, I mean, people wanted that team, but it's a more niche team because it was kind of a mini series. They only were on for 10 episodes and it was based on the Kaku Ranger footage from Japan. Mm-hmm. First time you had new Ranger suits, but a lot of people were like, this is the way they should do it. Just do these as box sets, you know? Um Side note, I, I you know for anyone who up there, I left Dino Charge off the completed teams list because technically, in my opinion, we need purple to complete the team, even though we have the six Rangers from season one. But that took nearly three and a half years to complete that team, and it just complete and it completed just ahead of the three that I just mentioned. Um, but Dino Charge Red was in the very first wave. So that was a slow burn. So kind of getting to the, to the problems of the line, like we did with Indiana Jones, too much focus on MMPR. And this is something you'll hear from the fan community. And I get it right. I, I, it's like Raiders of the lost Ark for Indy. If we can make that analogy, okay. it's the one that everyone focuses on because it's yeah. the one that everyone knows. It's the one that brings in the most revenue. It's the one that everyone has the fondest memory of. It's the first one. But they focused on it so much. We got the re- the regular team, um, then the Metallics, then the Ninja versions, then remastered. And some of those had multiple releases because there was different characters. Um, they kind of lost their focus on the Ranger team. So the first two years of the line, if you look at that versus what came out in the last two years of the line, you can see they kind of really strayed away from focusing on the ranger teams and got sucked into other things like the monster line, which I'm not hating on the monster line. It was a good idea. The problem is, is that they shot themselves in the foot by making a judgment call that they were going to make the monsters so much bigger than the rangers so that they looked disproportionate when you had them together and that, you know, and then they did other, other figures that, you know, um, like a straw, you know, some of the villains and some of those, the henchmen and stuff. And I think there was a market for that, but I think they tried, they overdid it. Um, And then, like I mentioned above, it, you know, it, it took too long to complete teams. So of, of the 24 Power Ranger teams that there have been over the 30 years, and I'm not counting, I'm not counting super seasons, um, except for mega force and super mega force. Cause those were different suits, but if they had the same suits in the two seasons, I'm not counting it as two seasons as two 
it's one Ranger team, one set of suits, but there have been 30 seasons. But anyway, there's been 24 Ranger teams, including the new Cosmic Fury, which is yet to release. Only completed seven of those teams over four and a half years. So that's only wow. 20, that's only 29% of the teams. Oh. And for four and a half years. And you know, on average with main waves and exclusives, you're probably talking somewhere between 20 to 25 figures a year. So I mean, at that rate, you should be completing if if the average team is six, you should be completing three or four teams a year. And and we're nowhere near that number for four and a half years. So that's been a major complaint as they took too long to complete teams. And then of course, you know, making people buy multiples of the same ranger early on, there was some multi-packs or not early on. I should say early on the multi-packs were actually versus packs, you know, but you had to buy some of those to get the Rangers. Like they would do like in space red versus astronomer, you know? Um, But then later on they started doing where, okay, there's, you know, I think most people know there's, there was two, different sets of yellow ranger pink ranger black ranger and red ranger for the original series well for some of those they don't they made us double dip but the way they did that was they made us buy that figure again with a figure that we wanted so like the second you know the scorpina figure if you wanted the bad guys from the original set came with the uh second version of the yellow ranger so you had to buy that one again with Aisha, you know with the aisha head sculpt and with this one really burned burned a lot of people is that to buy to get the Zeo Pink Ranger, which was cat, you had to rebuy the Pink Ranger from Mighty Morphin, which is also cat. But they could have handled that in a much better way by giving us two civilian heads. So in other words, with the Yellow Ranger, you could have given us a Trini head and an Aisha head. You know, you could have for for Pink Ranger, you could have given us a Kimberly head and a cat head instead of making us rebuy those. And then on top of that, you know, we had to rebuy them to get a figure to complete another team. So that kind of, that kind of, and that was a more recent development. Um, And then of course there's, you've probably heard about this, Brian, the QC issues. Yeah. And the line has been, you know, uh, it's had QC issues from the beginning, but it's, it got worse when they moved to the factory in Vietnam here recently um but even early on like you i think it was you that found my spd figure for me because the spd part on the spd red the silver was all jacked up or would be off you know or whatever oh i remember that yeah yeah and trying to find a good one so i think i think you found my that one for me um so even you know that's been a problem and then price hikes plastic free packaging you know those have been problems i don't think those are major problems but i think they've contributed but I think one of the big ones here is the horrible crossovers. Now, TMNT crossover, I think, was well-received. Um, and that yeah. that went with the Boom Studios. That made sense. But And they did a, then they did a Street Fighter, which Power Rangers has always kind of had a tie-in with Street Fighter. But then they did this weird Cobra Kai one that made no sense at all. And, you know, that was a head-scratcher. And then, of course... Female figures don't sell as well compared to their male counterparts. It's just, I, I don't know what to tell people. Um, it's just a fact. And that's kind of hurt the line too, because I can go into, I, you know, I pointed it out to you when we were out on our toy run. I'm like, oh, 
there's Zio yellow and, and there's dino charge pink and in space pink that they've been hanging around forever. Now there have been some females that have sold well, dino thunder yellow sold really well, dino fury green sold really well, but you know, um, and I think Indy's going to have the same problem with some of those female figures sticking around too. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, they're not making a lot of females. So, yeah, but that's it too. You know, they don't, they don't, you know, I think it's a double edged sword. They don't make a lot because they don't think they're going to sell a lot and then they don't sell a lot. So then they say they're not making a lot. You know, it's, it's a, it feels like a feedback loop. So where does that leave? The Lightning Collection. And I read the statement earlier. Hasbro is saying it's just going on hiatus, but we don't know for how long. We don't know when Hasbro's homegrown series is coming out, you know, and we know Cosmic Fury is coming. We know we may get some product. You know, I don't know if we'll get Lightning Collection, but we're going to get some mainline product to support that. I don't do the mainline stuff um, other than those couple figures I talked about for Dino Fury to fill in. But so we don't know when that's going to come back um, and if the line even comes back at all. Like I said, I you know, I, I'm not going to take Hasbro at their full word. You know, it's it's kind of you got to show me that it's actually going to come back. We've had it go both ways. Um, but I fear even if the line comes back, you know, it might be inconsistencies. They already had this problem with the line while it was running because they took so long to complete teams of being little inconsistencies. Now I'm not going to nitpick it to death because to me, it didn't bother me, you know, from, from afar, you can't see that SPD. Some of them have different color visor trim. Some were white, some are silver. I believe that white is what it's supposed to be or that their morphers are different, but those inconsistencies, you know, really shouldn't have happened. But if you take a hiatus, I can't imagine what those might be with some of these teams that are already started, but are incomplete. If the line doesn't come back and is replaced by another collector 112 scale line in the future, my fear is is that they'll start with the new property and then after that we'll go into MMPR and we'll start that whole cycle over again of of not getting to some of these teams that we want to get to. So eight of the 24 teams are left incomplete. So they've started and this is a head scratcher. It takes 18 months to develop, you know, bring a figure to market, right? From mm-hmm. that's the average time. RPM and Lightspeed Rescue, because Turbo's kind of already started with some like that that blue policeman figure, like the the blue centurion that I yeah. told, you know, that that's already started. But they're bringing two new new teams in this last wave. What we assume is the last wave before the hiatus, and it's kind of like well. It seems like they would have known earlier. Maybe they didn't know 18 months, but, you know, could they have known before they went into production? Probably, you know, it could have just been a prototype out there or something. So it's kind of a head scratcher that we started two new teams instead of taking that opportunity to go, okay, well, we know we're going to go on a break. Let's finish some teams, you know, like for me, um, you know, Dino Fury is halfway there. Just finish Dino Fury. But anyway, uh, Turbo, Lightspeed Rescue, Time Force, Wild Force, RPM, Dino Charge, Beast Morphers, which only needs one more to complete their team, and Dino Fury. All are teams that have started, have been started, 
but le- are being left incomplete. That's 33% of the line. So what you're seeing here is this is roughly falling into thirds. Not quite. This one is exactly a third. Um, completed teams is is under a third. And then you get nine of 24 teams that were never even started. Ninja Storm, Mystic Force, Operation Overdrive, Dungle Fury, Samurai, Mega Force, Super Mega Force, Ninja Steel, and Cosmic Fury. And that's 38% of the line. Um, never even started. So, wow. You know, and and when I say you know when we were putting that many figures out, I, you know, I obviously you don't want to blow through your entire line. I think you know Motu is a good example. I think Motu Origins blew through their characters early on. You don't want to do that, but you also don't want to leave you know leave this. So it's kind of frustrating for me because while I'm not all in on every Ranger team. I think I've I've said, you know, I didn't do Beast Morphers. I wouldn't do Operation Overdrive. Um, and I the only turbo I, I got I'm getting is the red turbo ranger, who is actually it's not even the Tommy, it's TJ, because there was two different turbo rangers. But since it's just the head, it's gonna be my Tommy figure. <laughs> <laughs> but other than the blue centurion, I'm not getting turbo. I was never all in, but some of these teams, you know, people have been waiting. Ninja Steel's another one I I probably wouldn't get, but been waiting for some of their favorite teams, and we just never got there. So I think that's left it's left people frustrated and now knowing that, oh, you know, I supported the line all this time and you never got to my favorite team, or a lot of people, like I said, you know, we focus too much on MMPR or some of those things. Um, and then of course there's the zap line. Um, which on, they only got three into that. And now we're going to go on hiatus with that as well. Cause that's considered part of the lightning collection. That's the Zord Ascension project. And it took Hasbro almost three years before they gave us Zords. Um, and those had, you know, those had some QC problems too, but we'll see. So I know I kind of ranted there. That was a lot of information <laughs> just kind of, you know, and I think we talked through it earlier, kind of you know, the frustration of collecting yeah. a line that just doesn't you it get doesn't, invested in, in yeah, and you know there's not going to be light at the end of the tunnel of of completing your vision that you had with all these exciting ideas where when things were just starting out and and now you know there's a finality to it where you're like, well, you know, what do I do now? Do I just cut my uh, losses and let it all go, or or do I you know try to uh, finagle what I have to make something work that I'm happy with. And, and it's always a battle with collecting. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the, the, you know, if, if you said tomorrow that star Wars was done, they were packing up shop and they weren't making any more, I would be sad, but I think that star Wars over, over all the time that that line has been produced has given us so much, you know, I think the only thing you'd be leaving behind is probably the new media stuff, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why it's not going to end because there's always new content. Right. And that goes back to the point of content to keep it, keep it relevant. And um, so it's interesting, but you know, I kind of, I thought of some final questions here that I thought were, were interesting kind of what if scenarios that I kind of wanted for each of us. So I I start with you, Brian. (laughs) You can guess that our first question here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if if you could have Hasbro do one figure that they didn't do for Adventure Series, who would it be? Uh, Mola Ram. Yeah, I figured that was going to be <laughs> it. I mean, yep. So yeah. if you could have Hasbro complete one team in the Lightning Collection, 
that they started, who would it, which would it be? Yeah, and I already kind of said that Dino Fury. Dino we're Fury. half. We're, <laughs> we're ha- I know Beast Morphers only needs one, but I didn't do that team. Dino Fury. We're halfway there, yeah. and they're great looking figures. I was in. I watched the TV series, um, and and those are still the same Rangers that are going into Cosmic Fury. I'm invested, not only in the toy but in the show. Um, a- again, media. <laughs> so. Uh, if you, Brian, could if you could have Hasbro complete figures from one Indiana Jones movie, which one would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, that's a tough question. And I mean, like, they're gonna go all out, they're gonna give you, you know, and it they're gonna give you pretty much any figure you, you could think of in that movie. Here's a side note. I just had this thought, you know, I'm just gonna say it. If this was Star Wars in its heyday. You know, if Indiana Jones was Star Wars in its heyday, you would have got a Jock Lindsay figure. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, that's so true. I have a Lego Jock Lindsay, though. Uh, you know, we didn't, Lego set. We didn't talk. Yeah, we didn't talk about Lego and Indiana Jones. They're doing some good stuff. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. We'll, we'll see how much that lasts. Yep. It was just like the first the first Lego run with Indy. It only did a few sets. I have two of those uh, from the first run. Um, but I would say I stumped you. <laughs> it's tough because I like each film for different reasons. But yeah, I, I could see that. Toyetically, if we think about the films, um, and we've seen so much done for i mean I hate to say it but you go back to the bread and butter i mean if you're just picking one film that's going to have the most stuff to pull from it's going to be raiders uh just because of the iconic scenery and experiences and the opening sequences um but i think as time passes by i could see dial of destiny could be very toyetic i mean you haven't seen the film yet but you know, there, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of cool visceral scenes in there that I think could turn into really cool toys. Um, I think of the vehicles and play sets and things like that. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I love Temple of Doom, but I think the the other three films, I mean, the other four films outside of Temple are more toyetic. Even with the, uh, even with the, like, uh, the, the, the mine cars? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have planes, you have boats. That's true. You yeah. have you have the jungle cutter vehicle. You have an amphibicar. You know like what? That's amphib- a you know, like you have so many different things going on in the other films, and they take place in multiple countries. Yeah, whereas Temple of Doom is all in one place. Yeah, so, I just thought of that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, huh. I mean, yeah, and and I get that's why Temp. I mean, what's frustrating with me about Temple of Doom is not that they're um that there's it's really just that they haven't done some of the main characters. Like if they just did two or three characters, people would be cool. Yeah, I think you're right. If you, if, you know, like we talked about it already, right? A thug, some thug guards, Malaram and Willie, people would probably be like, "Yep, that's all I Everybody's need." Everybody's done. We're good. Yeah. Or maybe you could even do maybe the 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 kid, um, the the, the who has the voodoo oh, doll, the Maharaj. Yes, the Maharaj would be a, maybe one more figure you could add. 
to that. But yeah, outside of that, I don't think you need much else. No, no. So if you could have Hasbro do one team, one Power Ranger team, they didn't start even yet. One of those nine that haven't even been started, which would it be? This was tough because there's three there's uh, there's three up there that I really want. Actually, I take that back. There's four that I really want. There you know, Mystic Force uh is kind of you know, a lot of people have, have mentioned Mystic Force. Um and you have Samurai and, and and Mega Force. Those are more so because I have the the Japanese um or I should say Super Mega Force. I have the Japanese mechas and i would like the figures to display with them especially with super mega force which is it which is arguably one of the most popular super sentai and go kaiger where they had the different suits and it's a pirate theme they didn't play the pirate theme up in the u.s like they did and i've watched i've watched go kaiger and i've watched mega force so i can compare the two um or super mega force i should say but it would be ninja storm and i think that those those suits are awesome. That team was awesome. Um, and so that, you know, Ninja Storm would be my answer. And and I'm really disappointed that we just kind of left some great teams on, on the table. I, I kind of feel like we, they leaned heavily into the teams that in, they leaned heavily into the Saban era with those first shows, you know, MMPR, Zio, Turbo, although they're just getting around to Turbo, but uh, in space, um uh lost galaxy you know and you know so ninja storm would be my answer but it's it's that it, it was a tough one for me to choose it's kind of like your question it was really tough for you to kind of come yeah but yeah ninja storm would be where i eventually land because i think that i could find something in uh, japanese toy wise to be to, for go kaiju to put on my shelf to represent those rangers and i may be looking to stuff like that um even for for to buy the japanese ones because i mean the suits are the same whether it's japanese or or power rangers so you know there's some there's some smaller sets i think they're called so sodo um but i think they're more three and three quarter inch or four inch scale figures but i may be looking to that to complete some of those teams yeah and they go and and you know when you put it on the shelf they look more in scale with, better the, with the zords yeah yep so um but i kind of before we wrap up and i know this has kind of been a, a longer episode but we wanted to kind of talk through this and there's other toy lines that have had the same fate and we can talk about toy lines that aren't owned by hasbro we could go back to the 80s where you had toy lines that you know were a blip on the radar but are still iconic you know um oh, yeah you know so, but Brian, would you collect the new Hasbro or or somebody else toy company one twelfth scale collector Indiana Jones line? Yes, and I'll, Mezco. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I was going to say I'll even open it up to three if you wanted to do you know one eighteenth scale. You know, right. Yeah, so you, so it's a yes because you're doing. You've already said Mezco. <laughs> Lazy answer, yes, Mezco. Yeah, and I think from you know for me, would I do it with a power? Would I collect a new Power Rangers line? And the answer for me is it depends. Uh, I'm I'm holding on to hope that Lightning Collection does in fact return. Um, 
I just think the 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 longer the hiatus, the less chance of it coming back in 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 that form. Um, and I may jump into a line once it gets down the road to the teams that I want, or you know, it gets to those teams that I kind of we started to complete but didn't complete. Although I feel like my OCD there is going to have me just start over with that team because if I already have a full team, I'm good. But if the team doesn't match very well, <laughs> I can see myself <laughs> starting. But I'll probably wait till they get to that point. I would not jump in and 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 I after I get remastered, I will have the definitive one twelfth scale what I want out of out of MMPR. I do not feel the need to revisit MMPR figures again. So it's kind of a convoluted answer, but I guess it would be, it depends. Well, I'll say this. Hasbro owns Power Rangers. So you don't invest your money without making something to get return on. So I think they'll always be product at the end of the day. I think it's just figuring out what it's going to look like and how they're going to envision it moving forward. Yeah. And like you pointed out earlier, these are both... And the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, Indiana Jones is is a niche line, and and Power Rangers, while it's, it's probably bigger than than maybe Indiana Jones, it's definitely uh, bigger. <laughs> it, it's it's still niche when you compare it to the likes of Star Wars and Marvel, DC, Transformers, you know, Jurassic Park, you know, Masters of the Universe. Those those lines are all or GI Joe. Those are all, I think, arguably much larger of a community than power rangers and at power rangers i think is just it's a weird dynamic i think i've heard some people say that power rangers is still 10 you know is is five to ten years off from hitting its stride because those those people that were really into it you know outside of the original mmpr they're they're just getting to the part to their to the 30s where they have that disposable income to kind of do that um but I think too, we've talked about it before. Their generation, you know, after I think millennials, you know, um, millennials is. Uh, I don't see as much of Z buying do, doing it. I think I think millennials will be the last big one. I think yeah. that there there's some Z there, but I think that that's where we start to. And I don't know what after what's after Z. I mean, that's alpha. my. Is it alpha? Yep. I think that's my you know that's my nephew and and I don't they're not collecting stuff. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see where these properties go. They definitely both have dedicated fan bases, so they're not going anywhere as, you know, overall. But will they have toys and or media to support those those fans? That's true. the question. That is true. We'll see what happens. O- only... We can only wait and see. The future holds interesting uh, options for us when it comes to collecting. We've talked about that in the past. We never know kind of, you know, how collecting is going to look when we start looking at generations. And we talked a lot about that in a previous Mm -hmm. episode about the whole psychology of collecting and and how that has shifted and changed and how it continues to change in society. So it'll, it we'll see. We'll see what happens. In the Uh, meantime, we have G.I. Joe and TMNT. Yes, we do. <laughs> and those are being reinvigorated. Right yes, now. they are. Like there's no tomorrow. And we're all in on those. Um, you know, and there'll be a lot of exciting, fun things uh, to dig into 
And with the Ahsoka series coming out, I feel like that's going to be a huge reinvigoration of the toy line for uh, Star Wars. Um, in particular, I'm excited for the high-end stuff. Um, but also, speaking of indie, you know, I got the figure arts on pre-order as well. So <laughs> uh, You're all in. <laughs> Indie indie's, has always been uh, indie, T, uh, Indiana Jones. TMNT, Ghostbusters, um, and Star Wars. Those have always been kind of my my bread and butter. Like those have always been like the foundation. And then finally, when they started making merchandise for Back to the Future, which is you know still very limited, but you know that was always the stuff that I loved growing up. The the intellectual properties I really connected with. Um, so I'm going to eat it up as much as I can before it's all gone. Uh, cause I know it's not going to last long. I think I said this a while back when they announced an indie line, I'm like, it's not going to last long. I know it won't Yeah, it's been I, there I, before. And, uh, sadly is what we expected. Um, but you know, I think that about wraps it up for our conversation today. Um, I, I'm excited to figure out what we'll talk about next. That'll come when we figure out what it is. We'll talk about it and you'll get an episode. That's how that's how we do it. Um, we, we don't want to just make an episode to make an episode. Uh, we, we try to intentionally really think about what we want to talk about and make it a worthwhile listen and conversation that you can chime in verbally, even though you're not live with us. You're like, yeah, I remember that. Or no, I disagree, which is awesome because we want you to 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 connect with the topics we're talking about. That's why we're very intentional when we put together our shows. Um, we don't want it just to be a uh, latest and greatest of what's out there. We want it to talk a little bit deeper about the subject matter. So we hope you connect with that and enjoy that. And I guess that'll do it for this time. So I, I think what I like to always say is uh, love what you collect and collect what you love. So with that, have a good one, everybody. Well, Brian, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Come back next month to hear us talk toys and collectibles on Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Until next time, we wish you good luck on your toy hunt. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, we would love a five-star review on iTunes. You can find Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast on Facebook at Thrill of the Hunt Collector Podcast. There you can interact with us and find links to our other social media channels. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and belong solely to them. This podcast is not affiliated with any of the toy companies or licenses mentioned in the show. This show may not be reproduced, 
repurposed or redistributed without express written consent from the hosts.